welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. This is Kimi Nishimoto with my co-host Megan Vanoy. Hello. <laughs> we are myofunctional therapist and dental hygienist, and today we have an awesome guest star, Dr. Stacy Whitman from Portland, Oregon. Want to say hi? Hey guys. Thanks for having me. So Dr. Stacy is a really cool sort of dentist. She's a pediatric dentist, but focusing on the child's optimal growth and early intervention. So Dr. Stacy, why don't you just kind of tell us about yourself and what the heck that even means? Yeah. Hi. Um, so I am a functional and holistic pediatric dentist, um, which is a constantly growing and evolving passion of mine. And um, I was trained and started practicing traditionally out of school. I've been out about 15 years now. Um, And it just wasn't resonating with me. I felt like I wasn't making a difference. I wasn't really putting a dent in some of the issues I was seeing. Um, And then I also was always passionate about children's sleep. It's what I did my research project in, in residency, but I just wasn't able to connect all the dots um, until I started exploring more continuing education. And I I went to the Breathe Institute and my life changed, um, which I think many people have had that experience, but it really opened my eyes to all the things I was missing. And I already was practicing more holistically in the sense that we really focus so much time on education and prevention of cavities and oral disease rather than just kind of the drill and fill and fix the teeth and on your way. Um, We dig very deep with nutrition um, and, you know, hygiene as prevention, but in that prevention is mouth breathing, which was something (laughs) I kind of overlooked. I mean, you hear about dry mouth Mm -hmm. and, Anyway, so the dots magically got lit up and connected, and um, I've just been moving forward through with the functional components, really trying to catch things early. I mean, really early with these these children, you know, one and two years old, and, and talking about habit elimination um, and how important that is, and lip seal and nasal breathing. And then also at the same time, I started noticing that my daughter had all of these issues as well that I just simply had overlooked because I didn't have the education myself about it. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's been really beautiful to kind of go through a lot of the myofunctional therapy processes with her and the early functional appliances um, to get her nasal breathing corrected. And I've seen huge improvements, but I was really noticing a significant difference in her behavior during the day um, and then also just her growth. I could see her her jaws growing differently and her mid-face growing differently. And so um, yeah. it's been cool. And it's, you know, it's so rewarding to catch these things early and to set these kids up for success. Um, so, yeah. And then I just met so many neat people like you ladies along the way. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. How old was she before... Like when you noticed all these issues and you're like, oh my gosh, she has it. And then you started correcting it. Yeah. I mean, recently. So she'll be seven soon-ish. And so we started, I mean, six months ago, maybe with various myofunctional therapy and we tried an alpha appliance that wasn't quite cutting it. And she was in myobrace and we might do a combo, um, some aligners and you know, we're still kind of playing around, but ultimately she does need a phrenectomy as well. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm just, we're just trying to get her ready for that with her therapies. And I will be performing that with my new fancy CO2 laser that I love. Um, and I'll be doing yeah. that for her likely next month. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So what, uh, so I think one, big thing that you already touched on that I think is so important for parents to like know about. And, you know, I have like 
I stole this from Richard Baxter and I, but Mm -hmm. um, this idea that like common doesn't mean that it's normal. Yeah. So you said you've noticed some of her behaviors change. So what are some of the things that are different? Like what were the things that you were kind of noticing before? And now that you've got her breathing through her nose, sleeping better, all that good stuff. What have you seen has kind of improved? Because I don't think we always make those connections that those things, you know, can go hand in hand. Sure. I I mean, she's, she's kind of always been a little bit of an anxious kid Mm -hmm. and nervous um, and and impatient and kind of interrupts a lot. And um, she's very mature for her age, but she just, her emotional, her ability to, to cope emotionally is challenged. And so I've noticed a very significant improvement in that. And also, you know, when she was waking up in the morning, she was kind of like a zombie, even after Mm -hmm. quote, quote unquote, a full night's sleep. But we all know that she wasn't getting her deep restorative sleep. And so, you know, she has much more energy. She's just happier. Um, Her focus is better. I mean, she was always doing well in school, but, you know, a a little more um, disruptive than normal. I noticed when she hit kind of first grade and um, so, yeah, that's been really neat, but it's so funny because I look at photos of her all, all growing up and as a baby and her mouth is open. I mean, oh, it yeah. is <laughs> crazy. And I just, you just yeah. don't know. I it just, you, I wasn't trained. And then also mm-hmm. I attended a class and this is um, kind of, you know, it's just a theory, but you know, we had a really hard time breastfeeding. It was mm-hmm. pretty terrible for me for the first maybe four weeks. And I, I don't know, I didn't have the right resources or support. I didn't know what was normal, what wasn't. So I kind of just, you know, got through it. And there were times it was excruciating. Mm-hmm. And so that, that there's a theory um, out there I've heard um, at a lecture that, you know, when that is happening to a mother, she is releasing stress hormones and that potentially is affecting the, the baby long-term. And, you oh, know, there's, there's thoughts that those kids tend to be a little more anxious or high strung. And of course, mm-hmm. this is just a theory, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just always wonder what if, but, yeah. mm-hmm. but I, I, I know she will have a lot of improvement with her with her for next to me it's pretty obvious to me now so we just want to make sure that she's she's ready for it yeah I was listening to a podcast about fascia the other day mm-hmm. and the t- the the front of under the tongue the tongue tie is fascia and it said that if you have tight fascia then you have more sympathetic tone which means your body's in fight or flight yeah and we hold a lot of our our tension and our anxiety in our fascia Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of craniosacral um, therapists will definitely agree with that. And plus also if you're not getting deep restorative sleep that, or if you're, you know, not getting enough oxygen that in and of itself is creating a parasympathetic response. Um, You know, so that can have effects as well. So you're waking up the next day with all this anxiety because you were desaturating throughout the night. um, And it's just this vicious cycle but the biggest thing for me is the education component. Cause again, you know, I, I have all this dental and oral health training and even still it, I didn't have enough. And so parents certainly who don't know much at all about this really need guidance. And I think that's our, my, you know, I'm taking that on as a role and I, I, mm-hmm. I love that that's your passion too, because while fixing a cavity on a baby tooth has its place, I, you know, it's not the, the, the real effects long-term and for the lifetime and, you know, of that child, it's, it's a much bigger deal for me to improve their sleep and their behavior and just their quality of life. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, becoming a more functionally focused practice. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. So I'm spoiled, you guys, because I don't know if you remember this, but I live in Portland. So (laughs) Dr. Stacy is also here. And so she's, you know, becoming one of my big kind of local referral sources. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. I know. (laughs) I've been to her office, you guys. It's so cute. She's got got, like 
the fruits and veggies everywhere. Your bookshelf's amazing. It has all the right books on it. Um, Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love your bookshelf. I'm like, I want to read every single one that I haven't read yet. So, um, you know, and you can really just tell from even just how she's like has her office decorated and just being in there, like how focused they are, not just like on dentistry, but like on really healthy kids. And I think, Honestly, I think that's what really sets you apart. You know, there's a lot of pediatric dentists, um, you know, in Portland, there's a lot of pediatric dentists, like, you know, around the nation um, and people are doing a lot of cool stuff. But, you know, I think what makes you so unique and, you know, obviously why we're connecting Mm -hmm. is because it's so much more than just, like you said, just, you know, dealing with teeth, like you really care about these kiddos and how they're going to grow and like, how they're going to become these, you know, functioning, healthy adults. So um, I'm like super excited about that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing is to, uh, I, I think we all deserve to live our best lives and our optimal lives. And um, I just find I'm in such a perfect place to help with that. I mean, I'm seeing so many kids at such a young age mm-hmm. that there's more I can be doing to actually course correct and um, help them get on a better path. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Stacy, um, so early intervention for people that don't understand what that means, mm-hmm. like what does that look like? for you because you're obviously a very specialized sort of person like advanced training what does an early intervention look like for you like what sort of things are you looking for um yeah so it starts so early I mean we we start as early as what was your pregnancy like what was your delivery like um you know what was your the maternal nutrition like and but but when the when the child's the children do come in to see me, I mostly I want to look to see if they're mouth breathing, number one. You know, how are they holding themselves? What is their posture? Is there are there asymmetries? Um, and this can start under the age of, of one sometimes, certainly, you know, 18 months, two years old. Um, uh-huh. do they have some habits that we really should be talking about to the parents? Because again, it's such a huge educational component. Um, and then a really big part of our exam is talking about sleep and what things are actually normal and what things uh, are just simply, like you said, common, but not healthy. Right. So for example, grinding, you know, I was taught in school Ooh. that grinding is normal and kids will outgrow it, but mm-hmm. we know now that's not accurate you know it there is there's there's a red flag that should go off if you hear a child is grinding and um there could be deeper issues you know airway blockages and obstructions and things of that nature happening so you know prolonged bedwetting adhd hyperactivity um night terrors tossing and turning waking up multiple times a night all of these things that i think a lot of parents think are just normal toddler behaviors but when you really um, start understanding more about sleep and sleep cycles and the importance of restorative sleep, you're realizing what a detriment um, disruptive sleep can have on children. And then as a result, their behavior and their growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm looking at jaw development and certainly their occlusion, tongue position, swallow patterns. I mean, these aren't my expertise, of course, but I, you know, I, I am acknowledging them and assessing them and looking at, you know, their mal and potty score and their tonsils and do they have tethered oral tissues or tongue tie or, you know, there's, there's quite a lot to go into it. Um, on top of that, all the dietary and nutritional education that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. I mean, our exams, that's the, yeah. other, that's the other thing my you know, when I was more traditional dentistry, I just, it was, pediatrics can be really kind of turn and burn, um, Mm -hmm. really fast paced, short appointments. And I just wasn't satisfied professionally. I wanted to connect with the the families more. I wanted to talk more. Um, 
I like to talk to people and interact and make a, a bond. And so it's mm-hmm. really nice now, the type of practice I have, things are much slower. We have much longer mm-hmm. appointments. There's a lot of education that goes into it. So, yeah. Well, and you can make a difference and save people from, you know, like me, like my, all the myofunctional therapy myofunctional disorders you can have I've had <laughs> yeah. yeah Megan and I laugh about that all the time like yeah. oh I found a new one uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the only thing you didn't do but I did was bedwetting right <laughs> yes but I I told you I had that recurring dream before my tongue tie surgery where yeah. I was always searching for a bathroom yeah or oh man being in a store <laughs> that's so that's I don't think telling. it always has to be the, the bedwetting <laughs> I think I did yeah. it my my you know. sleep self was doing it you were thinking <laughs> yeah, about right. it that's so funny that's, yeah. um yeah, yeah yeah well and then so some of these like what you're saying you know the well bed weddings one or the ADHD or like grinding um you know those type of things that you just brought up you know parents may bring that to the pediatrician mm. or other you know other pediatric dentists who are pediatric ENTs who aren't seeing the big picture aren't specially trained like we are and mm-hmm. they're saying oh they grow they'll grow out of it yeah it's fine. they'll mm-hmm. grow out of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they don't they turn into me and kimmy <laughs> right i mean they turn into our adult patients like they don't grow up well it. and many patients get worse as you get older yeah. you know so mm-hmm. yeah it, again it's education mm-hmm. and providing the right resources to the parents it is hard yeah. i mean not all providers are on Board with all of this but I do right. think I mean you guys are making a difference with podcasts like this I mean the, I, I yeah. see a change there is a movement happening but again it's just you know spreading the word educating reaching out to providers that are maybe on the fence about some of this stuff providing research uh-huh. which there's ample research um uh-huh. out there so yeah, and like the Breed Institute um, and Dr. Zaghi, they're doing even more research mm-hmm. um, and more stuff's coming out, talking more and more about this stuff. And so there's, you know, because that's what I hear a lot of times. It's like, there's not really any research or there's not enough research. And I'm like, what are you looking for? And I like send like 12 articles. I know. Like, any other questions? I know. That frustrates <laughs> me too. I mean, I get it. I, I really, I, I'm very happy about evidence-based medicine and dentistry, of course, but I do think it sometimes it can be taken to the extreme. Um, And clinical experience is hugely important. And also as it, as our parents reports of signs and symptoms, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and those create research projects, right? So you have to start somewhere. Um, Yeah. And Mm -hmm. these therapies, they're successful and they're really non-invasive. I mean, compared to like double jaw surgery when you're 18 or, you uh know, or like wearing a CPAP machine for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we'll get there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, or even like, you know, three, four rounds of braces. Yeah. Even just, (laughs) um, even just something as simple as that, like, absolutely we can avoid all of these things. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's so important to start talking more about kids and to start talking more and more about what they're doing and the early intervention stuff. So not only are you, you know, assessing these kids, you're helping them get started, you're working on nutrition. Um, but you also use a couple different appliances Mm -hmm. to kind of help with that growth. So I don't know if we've shared this before you guys, but Kimmy and I, uh, work pretty closely, and that's how we met with uh, Mayo Munchie. Woo-woo. And yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Shout out to shout out to our, our Munchie peeps. So, yeah. um, and that's something that you've recently brought onto your practice mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and obviously you and I had talked about how to implement it into your practice, and you've like totally taken off with it. So, Tell us a little bit more about the munchie and then also what you're doing with Healthy Star and kind of how you're helping with those interventions. Yeah. So it's um, Mayo Munchie. Yes, it's fairly new to me, but um, already I'm seeing huge success. Again, I started mm-hmm. with my daughter um, and noticed her lip seal was down and, you know, her swallow pattern was better and her tongue position was better. Um, but that it's a really nice appliance to offer parents who 
you know, they just want something easier, you know, less invasive than maybe going and getting an orthodontic appliance made, you know, it's a silicone mouth guard. Um, It just kind Mm -hmm. of initiates the conversation about it. It gets the the child desensitized. It gets the, you know, the lip seal and the nasal breathing down Uh and the swallow pattern and the muscle tone and all of it. I mean, you guys are aware of it, but it's, it's wonderful. And Uh um, it can change, you know, it's, this isn't always, but I'm seeing like open bites, you know, if a child has a pacifier habit, we switch them out to a myomanchi. Not only do they transition pretty easily and without emotional trauma, um, uh-huh. but the open bites are relapsing faster than I've, mm. I've seen, you know, and I, that's not every case, certainly, but. Um, right. Which is a huge deal. Huge deal. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge deal. It's yeah. a huge all- deal. Yeah, um, I'll give a little. I'll give a little info about what the munchie is. So the munchie is a habit appliance. So it's actually something people can buy um, on their own if they wanted to like start that way, or working with somebody like you know Dr. Stacy, a pediatric dentist or a myofunctional therapist. Um, so it's not technically an orthodontic appliance, but it's a habit appliance mm-hmm. that helps with exactly what Dr. Stacy is saying and what we work with. So lip seal, nasal breathing tongue position that correct swallow and really kind of by chewing on it and it really starts to help stimulate that growth that we need um and it's also used like dr stacy said for habit elimination so mm-hmm. like if you've got a really bad thumb sucker that you can't get to stop or you've got a really like intense pacifier user that you can't get to stop it's such a good transitioning mm-hmm. tool yeah so it's amazing okay. i love it yeah. So that's been great. Doctors. And then, oh, I just oh. quickly, you guys had asked about healthy start. So yes. that is not full. I'm not fully on board yet only because I'm still undergoing training. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm hoping by end of summer, early fall. And that's sort of like the next step for me. Um, if I didn't catch the kids at, you know, 18 months old, two, even three, now they're four, five, six. Um, it's sort of, you know, a next transitional functional appliance, um, piece that it is more, that is a little more orthodontically oriented, if you will. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And they have to see you. They yes. have to see you for that. Yep. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to be continued on that one, but I, the research I'm seeing and the cases I'm seeing, I'm very impressed with. So I'm really excited to add that into my practice too. Yeah. We'll have to check back in with you on that. For people who don't know what a functional appliance is, could you just explain that in really dumb terms? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's improving function or it's improving movement of your muscles, of your mouth and your tongue. It's improving breathing um, because we want to be breathing through our noses. It's improving how we swallow and it's, as a result, improving airway. So if we're noticing issues with the function of the mouth and the tongue and the breathing um, apparatus, you know, it can be an early intervention to get kids back on track, back into the proper growth and development and muscle tone and, you know, tongue position and all of those good things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And the healthy start is that kind of, it's almost like a hard plastic mold and then the kids sleep with it mm-hmm. and they chew on it during the day and that can move your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. It's orthodontic. Yeah, yeah. There's different phases as well. And so as you increase the phases there, you know, diff- different orthodontic things can happen. Um, and sometimes they still yeah. need orthodontics, you know, but the, right. the concern I had was again, I, you know, we're kind of taught, oh, they'll outgrow it or let's just watch and wait. Um, mm-hmm. But these are such critical years for growth and development and brain function. And if these kids are not getting quality sleep, oxygenated sleep, oxygenate, proper oxygenation throughout the day, that can have really negative effects on growth, development, emotions, yeah. all of that. So um, mm-hmm. it's just nice to, to be able to do something during this, these phases when perhaps they couldn't tolerate, 
you know, more traditional orthodontics, like a expander or, you know, mm-hmm. retainers and uh, aligners and things of that nature, you know, f- again, for like the three, four, five year olds, I, I'm super impressed with it. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and you know, one of the conversations that we've been having a lot lately, just amongst, you know, myself, Kimmy, Sarah, and even her, with, you know, some conversations with, you know, Sarah's had with the Breathe Institute, uh, is this idea, you know, when you get to these like six to 10 year old kids, um, you know, we're starting to talk about like, Hey, you are like six to 10 years behind on your growth. And, you know, you're behind on the nasal breathing, you're behind on your jaw growth, you're behind on your development. And so we need you not only, you know, is myofunctional therapy going to be good for you, but we need you to have a little more aggressive type of treatment yeah. to get you caught up yeah. because they are such formidable years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really kind of changed the way that we've like are practicing is like, no, we got to get you growing back on track. Well, cause their window of growth opportunity is so narrow the older they get. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've missed yeah. that key time. And so you're pay- playing catch up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I still think there's a lot of orthodontists that tend not to see kids until all the baby teeth have fallen out. And I have to have that conversation right. a lot with parents. You know, I say, you know, it's different than we were when we were kids. We know right. now if you wait till 12 or 13, you're mostly just moving teeth. If we catch them early, we're actually facilitating skeletal growth and jaw growth and development and um, that, yeah. that resonates pretty well with most parents. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm excited well. that most orthodontists now, you know, the recommendation is seven years old. I heard a rumor, maybe it's not a rumor, but the new incoming president of the orthodontic association, his, his goal, one of his goals is to try to recommend children are screened by three, which wow, I mean, great. that is an awesome rumor. I hope it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we know like that's the age, right? Two and three yeah. is, is a big time to at least start the conversation. Because again, sometimes the parents just need to understand and that can take time, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true, you know, um, and it's so important. It's, it's such a different narrative and so I think sometimes it's really hard to wrap your brain around uh, you know until you kind of start going down these rabbit holes like obviously we have all gone down Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know I think I think something really cool and it could be something that we even come up with if it's not out there you know add a project to your list but something to really get the information out to the parents something that's readable something that's like you know, that those educational resources, like you were talking about, like you get people one-on-one, you educate your patients, uh, you know, but it's like, how do we get the word out to everybody else? I know. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm trying to utilize social media as this platform. And I mean, I'm kind of old for it. I mean, I'm trying to figure (laughs) it out as I go. You know, I didn't, but your Instagram is awesome. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, I have some people advising me just because it's, I didn't grow up with it, but it is such a powerful way to reach a bigger audience. And so, um, hopefully that way. And then, you know, of course, reaching out to pediatricians and trying to get more providers on the same page, um, with some of these things too. So, you know, all in good time. Um, so, Dr. Stacy, if some parent is worried about their child, what are kind of the warning signs that they could look at their kid's mouth or their habits and, and kind of know that they should probably look into someone who does something like you, like either looking at the tongue tie, the, the crowding? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Well, the biggest thing I do ask parents um, is, does your child breathe through their mouth or is their mouth open a lot and sometimes they don't know and so I'll say can you can you try to pay attention and you know the next time he's watching a movie just look over and see or the next time like maybe focus on schoolwork or something where you know a child kind of zoned out um and Uh certainly sleep you know I I tell parents I know it sounds crazy but I want you to go into their room while they're sleeping and maybe even video them and this was something that Dr. Zaghi had recommended in his classes you know yeah that's yeah. a big one film that's a big film one for Dr. your Zaghi. child sleeping because 
you will learn a lot from it, but also your providers will. Now you can show that to your pediatrician or the ENT or your dentist. Um, and are they, again, is their mouth wide open? Are they tossing and turning? Are they noisy breathing, breath holding, snoring, bed sheets all twisted up? Or do they spin around in their bed all night, um, bedwetting? Are they really tired when they wake up in the morning? Are they having issues at school with attention or behavior? Um, another thing I'll say is, do you, are you often telling your child to chew with their mouth closed during dinner? Yes. Uh-huh. So that's when you'll see mom, like moms, especially their eyes will light up and like, yes, actually all the time, you know, and you say, well, that might be because they, they, they can't breathe through their nose, you know? Um, and then from a dental perspective, a lot of these patients um, that, that have, you know, nasal obstruction or just issues, they have a hard time at the dentist too. So yes, that was me as a kid. Yeah, yes. they're fi- you know, uh-huh. and as dental professionals, we sometimes get frustrated, like just keep your tongue still or, you know, uh, the, you know, they need to take breaks a lot. And it, it's, it's truly because they, uh-huh. they're in this terrible habit. It's either habit or true obstruction or, or issue uh-huh. that they can't breathe through their nose. So you're in their mouth, which is where they're getting oxygenated from. I mean, that's, that's like a fight or flight thing. I mean, you're in their survival space. So, um, Uh being mindful of that too. Um, yeah, but those are the big ones to look for. Um, I'm sure I've left some out, but you know, from myofunctional standpoint, of course, speech and tongue position and, and swallow pattern, but that's harder for parents to, to understand until Uh they've been right. involved for a while so uh-huh. yeah yeah and correct me if i'm wrong dr stacy but perfect arch development the baby teeth have spaces in between yes, them yes. on top and bottom mm-hmm. so if the kid's teeth are tight yeah or crowded that means that there's a major problem is that right that is yeah um yeah primate space and leeway space and e space but yes and that is something a lot of parents don't know because when i'll mention to them oh your child is tight you know it doesn't have a lot of space and they'll say but her teeth are perfectly lined up mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. Or, or they'll even come in and their chief complaint is she has so much spacing you know and it's a three-year-old mm-hmm. and they just don't know because they they uh-huh. see it, what adult teeth and kind of the quote unquote perfect smile is with adult dentition. And they think that's what baby teeth, baby, you know, primary teeth dentition should look like too. So that's an educational moment. And to say, yeah. yeah and also, you know, we want nice, broad, wide U-shaped arches. Um, we do get a lot into, you know, how the roof of the mouth is the floor of the nose. And so mm-hmm. if it's more V-shaped uh-huh. or narrow and that, I think, I think you mentioned this earlier, but you know, a lot of parents, um, when you start saying these things, they'll say, Oh, that's, that's my, that's me. That hap- that's my issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and they get it. Cause they know the consequences, you know, they have been yeah. diagnosed. Yeah. TMJ <laughs> yeah. headaches. They've been diagnosed with sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. They have anxiety issues mm-hmm. or, you know, deviated. All, yeah. All the mm-hmm. things. Right. And yeah. Um, it can have this cascade effect too. Oh, and another one I asked you is picky eater. You know, is your is oh, your yeah. child a picky eater? Do they tend to avoid crunchy foods like carrots and apples, which we associate with as being healthier? Do they gravitate more towards carbs, which are pastas and, you know, chips yeah, and squishier, squishier <laughs> stuff? And that sometimes can be due to either restricted oral tissues, like a a tongue tie or, you know, issues with um, their swallow pattern and speech and tone and all of that. And that's when, you know, looking Mm -hmm. into either phrenectomy, but before that, myofunctional therapy, speech language pathologist, PT, craniosacral, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Um, And, you know, sometimes a picky eater is just a child with certain preferences, but it is, it is something I think about when a parent reports that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, yeah, you've got your picky eater, but like sometimes even like, are they picky with certain textures? Like when you were saying like the apples and the um, carrots, it's like, okay, are they picky because of the food or are they picky because they're really hard to crunch? And yeah. They can mm-hmm. move the bolus mm-hmm. of food around their mouth and swallow yeah. and meat often. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times these kids will avoid meat because it's harder to mm-hmm. chew. 
Unless it's yeah. chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those again, those are squishy. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably not meat, I guess, too. Yeah. <laughs> meat? Yeah. Depending on the yeah, source. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so true. Well, and I think you brought up a good point, too. Like, if you can almost connect the parents to where they're at now and you're like hey this is what's gonna happen to your kids and they're like I'm miserable yeah. like this is like this has sucked for me like I don't want this to suck for my kid then all of a sudden they like there's so many light bulbs that are you know go off or like things click because they're like I don't want my kid to end up going through the things that I've gone yeah. through well the big one too is the orthodontic relapse like you said like going yeah. through braces three mm-hmm. or four times you know, adult orthodontics is a booming industry right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And almost oh, yeah. a lot of these adults have had ortho, you know, but the yeah. underlying root cause wasn't addressed. And you ladies know much more about that. <laughs> but they don't, you know, if you explain that to them, we're, we're trying to fix the root cause here, not just mask the issue mm-hmm. by aligning the teeth. Um, yeah. they will, they, that really resonates with a lot of parents because no one, yeah. I had a, braces as an adult and it's terrible. I mean, it's awful, awful, <laughs> awful, a thousand yeah. times worse than as a teenager or a child. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, we forget what it was like as a teenager and then you get them as an adult and you're like, no wonder I complain so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think adults are just, we're just. I don't know. Yeah. Things are different. Think we're more sensitive yeah. to stuff. So, yeah, and we're not we're not as malleable as we. Well, true, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it pro- it probably is just literally more more uncomfortable. But anyway, so that's that's a great way yeah. to introduce it to parents too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd like uh, to PSA to all of our listeners yeah. out there: watch <laughs> out for those like. Send in your impression. Oh, we'll good. make you a liner. Oh, my no, gosh. No. I've never seen the bite come out good. Have you guys? Like, I've never seen no. it turn out. What a nightmare. It, they a nightmare. look straight, but they do not fit together like a puzzle. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, your occlusion is tr- – that's a whole other podcast. I mean, occlusion, my yeah. goodness, is so tremendously important. Um. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, yeah, that stuff is so sketchy. Don't do it. I agree. If it's too good to be true, it's <laughs> too good to be true. Right. It's, so yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, but they do so much with Invisalign now. I mean, Invisalign is killer. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I do not do yeah. Invisalign, but I have amazing orthodontists in my community mm-hmm. who are doing really cool stuff with that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, they really advanced that, mm-hmm. so which is nice for those adults who do have to get another round of braces, and they can, you know, if it works out, possibly go into that Invisalign area. Yeah. So, um, no, I love it. I I think you're doing such really cool stuff, and I'm excited um, that you're really trying to get kids, you know, to develop and to, you know, help them be healthy adults and I think that's you know I just you know wish we could clone you and put you everywhere oh thank you guys (laughs) you know we all deserve optimal health we all want what's best for our kids and that's the thing parents are all doing the best they can with the resources and knowledge they have you know and and so I'm I'm just trying to add a little more education to that things that they might not be aware of that where we can really set their child up for Mm -hmm. success. Yeah. And I think, I do think that education piece is so important because sometimes we'll be like, okay, you need to do a, B and C and like, just expect people to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we don't always get into the why and that educational, because you know, then they go home and they tell their husband or they go home and they tell their mom they tell grandma and they're like well that wasn't what it was like when you were a kid so why yeah you, that's know? ridiculous yeah absolutely yeah like that's crazy yeah, you yeah. know and it's you know so I think the education mm-hmm. piece is so so important and those resources to be like yeah okay well things are different than when I was a kid I actually was just having a conversation with my best friend earlier um about like the breastfeeding versus bottle mm-hmm. feeding um and why so many people now are dealing with these myofunctional disorders. And I, you know, we had mm, talked about, interesting, right. We had talked about, um, how, you know, there was that kind of period of time, what, between like the 50s, 60s up to like the eighties where it was like, no need, 
just shove a bottle in formula yep yeah yeah (laughs) you know and then here we all are like as adults and I see so many adult patients with so many issues and I ask them like were you breastfed or bottle fed and they're like oh no like I like my mom gawks at the fact that (laughs) I even breast breastfed my own child and uh, my best friend was saying, and she was like, yeah, I asked my grandma because I'm curious. And she was like, oh, no, I, why would I breastfeed? I bought it. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? You know? And again, it was just like, that was the time and that was what's going on. And, you know, now we're understanding so much more about breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the difference. So some of it is just like that education. Well, and that's the thing too. It's the practice of medicine. It's the practice of dentistry. It's the practice of myofunctional therapy. And it's constantly evolving and changing. And so it's hard. um, It is hard to work with providers that are kind of stuck in the old ways. You know, how there are definitely things I learned in dental school that don't apply now um, in that have changed and so just being open-minded to to how you practice is really important too um based on you know new research is coming out all the time so yeah yeah was there anything else you want to talk about before i finish this up or dr stacy anything else that you wanted to communicate uh no i just appreciate you reaching out it's very flattering um and i look forward we to- like you <laughs> i love you yeah. guys i mean power in yeah. numbers right so yeah. we're excited um, just yeah. let's keep okay. working on projects together and you know spreading the good word yeah yeah i think that's a good point megan and i are yeah. always like sweet trying to make a master list of you know airway collaborators mm-hmm. you know other airway providers yeah. Because we see people yeah. all over. And you're, our, you're oh, yeah. on our list. <laughs> Top of the charts. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're, on, you're our Portland. Well, so. thanks, guys. Um, Gals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. I know. I need to bring I need to bring my nephew. Please. How? He's got. Oh, He's yeah. seven. I, I just. I just need to do it. Like, my sister is so deathly afraid of the dentist. And I'm like he's seven you have yet to take him like, oh, I'm just well. you know like, we'll change anymore. that she will I can't. she will yeah. leave yeah a little personally less afraid of the yeah. dentist by coming there that will be my mission <laughs> I don't think she'll bring him I think it's gonna be me which is fine. that's great you can video it and show her yeah she can watch it yeah. she can watch it in yeah. a safe setting so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah she's She's dumb. So, but I, I, he's got a really bad lip tie and I was, and I didn't notice it as much until now that like set, uh, eight and nine are coming in. I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least, right yeah get an assessment. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point though, too. Just about your, you said your sister being afraid of the dentist. I mean, yeah. I, so I was an adult dentist for a while and before I went into p- pediatrics, um, there are so many people terrified of the dentist and so that's my whole passion too is to create a positive experience for these kids and that that's done you know with a lot of the bells and the whistles of my office but also catching things early so if you catch them Mm -hmm. early when it's easier to get them back on track Mm -hmm. I have a theory because I'm I'm a dental hygienist and I'm working full-time and I've noticed that every time I have a severely anxious dental patient, they almost always have a malfunctional disorder. Like they're a mouth breather, they're uh-huh. tongue tied, they have a really strong gag reflex uh-huh. or other yeah, airway I, disorders. I would totally agree. And people that don't have them, they're almost always fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like they had some sort of traumatic thing happen when they were a kiddo. Because, you know, they didn't know how to control their tongue. They didn't know how to breathe through their nose. And, like, they just had to power Or they bite it. someone like and that. They did. <laughs> but think, <laughs> ter- think how terrifying yeah, that is. If you yeah. can't breathe through your nose and someone's yeah. spraying water. Yeah, it really, it is your survival instinct um, to, like, come back in and, you know, try and protect yourself. So, um yeah, which is exactly what's what's happening. So, um, yeah, I it's it's awesome. It you know 
it's awesome to have dentists like you or a lot of pediatric dentists do make their offices really kid friendly. I can't tell. So I worked in a pediatric office for like a year as a hygienist. Um, and I can't tell you how many times parents would be like, Oh my gosh. Like if the dentist was like this, when I was a kid, I'd love it, you know? Um, and it's so true. Um, it is so true that, you know, it's like they have these terrifying experiences, but now I think more and more pediatric dentists are really trying to do kind of, you know, not all of them, but like what you're trying to do is like make it that best experience. That way they do want to come back. They do want to like have those good experiences and then they turn into good adult mm-hmm. dental yep. patients. It's all about positivity. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Oh, well, Dr. thank, Stacey, you, thank ladies. you so much for letting us it just like an absolute your ear pleasure. You both are awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what is your, how can people find you on Instagram? It's at Dr. Underscore Stacy with an I. Yeah, doctor no spelled out. Um, doctor mm-hmm. spelled out underscore Stacy mm-hmm. with an I, or my office is Nopo Kids, um, N O P O. We're in North Portland, and that's often reference to no po yeah, yep no po. that's what we call it <laughs> so either either one i do share a lot of educational information and videos there as well for people that can't come see me in portland so cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love it i love it kimmy anything else before we wrap everything yes up? you know me like megan and i are obsessed with tongue ties yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> true if somebody True. were to want to be screened for a tongue tie for their children, um, what ages do you do for phrenectomies? Well, yeah. So my oh, office sees patients 12 and under. So basically, if you're a teenager, um, we we ask you to go see a family dentist. But um, I will do them 12 and under. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly. If they're really complicated older you know as as kids get older they can they Uh they have more things to unpack so then I may refer to an ENT but I am seeing infants I mean I just last week saw a three-day-old and then yeah I mean I did a couple of phrenectomies today on a seven-year-old and a four-year-old so (laughs) yeah yep so yeah and now you've got the now you've got the CO2 white scalpel I just love it (laughs) I know we should, we we should do a la- we should do a laser podcast. We should do like point, a video. But, yeah, no, that would Ooh, be cool. Yeah, there where we, we do like yeah. a Zoom and have videos t- from you doing it. Yeah. yeah, we could with a you know yeah. graphic content mm-hmm. coming up. <laughs> the morning. Yeah. Yeah. HBO not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I actually treated the most severe lingual freedom I've ever seen today I mean it this kid it was just a tie I mean he couldn't even lift it at all I mean it was severe severe so um yeah I mean I'm excited to follow up with him he's you know yeah immediately was you could just the whole room could feel the benefit of it I mean we all felt we all Mm -hmm. felt so happy for him yeah so Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will you that. see toddlers mm. in that tricky phase where a lot of people will say no? Yeah, I will. Yes. So that's a great question. I mean, I'm still navigating that. Um, I have spoken to Richard Baxter about how he treats that age group, and also Chelsea Pinto. You know, mm-hmm. we have an anesthesiologist yeah. if needed who will do a very light sedation if necessary. But honestly, with that CO2 laser, it is so quick and I I saw like kind of a wild three-year-old two weeks ago um and she did great you know as long as the child will sit in the chair watch a movie we have headphones sometimes a little nitrous can help but it's so quick um Uh and we just go over risks and benefits with parents like if you know if, if the team really feels it's necessary we talk about you know Mm -hmm. a light sedation or laying in the chair it's you know as compared to the time of an immunization almost I mean it's very fast Mm -hmm. so um 
or, mm-hmm. or we just build a relationship. You know, we, we yeah. have like acclimation dress rehearsal visits, um, for the kids. So they just come in and they keep, we just keep earning trust and they get acclimated and, um, trusting of our environment. And often after a few of those mm-hmm. sessions, they'll get in the chair and let me, let me do it. So, yeah. What about the stretching afterwards? Cool. Cause that's the struggle in that age range is. Yeah. I mean, the, I like the, the my, parent stretches. I like the Mayo Munchie. I like the Mayo Munchie. So I really encourage parents to, to make sure they have that. Um, we, we give, send them home with bite blocks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, Mm. we'll go over I mean usually at that age they're working with a myofunctional therapist but um you know silly faces Mm -hmm. the kind of the easy exercises it is nice to get in there with your hand and manually do some stretching but you know sometimes that doesn't happen so Mm -hmm. again we just Mm -hmm. go over risks and benefits and right um usually with pretty routine and consistent myofunctional therapy, you can get some of the movements that kind of mimic some of those stretches, like, you know, your su- mm-hmm. your suction hold and your f- funny faces and all of that. So, um, so yeah, I will do it. Um, if, if the team determines that is the right move path and they're ready for it. But again, I, I, I like them seeing myofunctional therapy mm-hmm. before I'll do a release on, on, mm-hmm you know, older kids, which to me is like three, four, five Mm -hmm. and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yep. The mini Mayo age. I love it. Mini Mayo. Yes. So Kimmy's actually, uh, (laughs) yeah, Kimmy's in charge of our online. So with Faceology with Sarah um, and all of that, Kimmy is in charge of our mini Mayo program right now. So she's doing a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. um, Great. With that age group. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anybody online, um, you know, or who can't, you know, who can drive for the phrenectomy, but can't drive for the other stuff. Um, Kimmy's our girl for, for the mini That's mile. great. I'll have to pick your brain about mm-hmm. that later, Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pick away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Well, as usual, this has been such a fun podcast and we are so grateful to have you in our corner and grateful to have you as one of uh you know just somebody continuing to emerge in the field and excited what the next few years me too thank you ladies for being there it's a good team of course (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes we have a good time too (laughs) perfect well as you guys know you can follow us the munch bunch podcast on instagram you can follow Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. You can follow me at uh, NWMFT, Northwest Myofunctional Therapy, which would be so long to spell <laughs> on Instagram. Um, or you can check out our websites, email us. Um, you know, we're always encouraging stalkers. So whatever you guys and want to do. We'll fine. put links in for uh, Dr. Stacy <laughs> too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll. Yeah. So we're on our post. When we post this, we'll include Dr. Stacy. So that way you guys can always reach out to her as well and see what some of the cool stuff she's doing. Thanks guys. This was amazing. I had the best time.